Welcome to another edition of the No BS DFS Podcast. I'm your host, Joe, and my co-host here, Nick. You can find his DraftKing handle at the Sheriff 99 You can find mine, Joe, the Pro 5. So this week, we're looking at the Farmers Insurance Open. But before we begin that, let's recap last week. Uh, so, Nick, I'll let you go first. Uh, you know, how'd your team's looking? You know, just recap us with how'd your week turn out for you? Yeah, so definitely a horrible week. You know, I'm embarrassed to say it, but took a big one on the chin last week. Um, I played way too much Siwoo Kim, and he basically screwed me over. So thanks a lot, Siwoo. But, you know, I had a I had um, a little bit of a bounce back yesterday in NFL. I almost won the Millie Maker. I got... 390th place out of the 144,000 so I got 200 bucks from there but yeah golf was definitely a big big sucker punch just like Cowboy Cerrone took from McGregor um so yeah looking to get back on it this week uh yeah it's a hell of a field so yep basically I I laid a goose egg this week all right as for me um wasn't a great week for a uh, great week for me either. I had Siwoo. I made twenty teams, and Siwoo was on almost half of them, so that kicked out a lot of my teams as well. He basically took dead last and withdrew t- on top of that. And then, uh, but some of the good picks I did have was uh, Scheffler. I liked him a lot. He finished. T third place. Uh, I liked Harmon. I talked up Harmon. T twenty first once again. Uh, one of my cheaper guys. I said to take a shot on Burgeon at T forty three. Finished forty third. Same with Tringali. Norn another solid finish. Tied for fourteenth. Knox tied for thirty seventh. But I had no ownership of Andrew Landry, who was the winner. Congrats to him. Never really thought to pick him at all. But you know. Just how it goes. And then some wrong picks other than Siwoo, Danny Lee. He missed the cut for me and my team. Same with Varner. But, yeah, as far as I went negative once again, um, basically got $20 back out of my 100 that I spent. So not a great week, but I'm looking forward to this week. And like you said, great field. So first off, uh, so we'll move on. Uh, so this week we got the Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines Golf Club in San Diego, California. 7,698 yards for the south course. And then every player for the first two rounds, they'll be playing at the north course as well, which is definitely much easier. But the south course is a very tough track and uh, probably the longest course on tour, actually. And they made a lot of renovations uh, before this tournament, Uh, moved some fairways, added some bunkers, because they're getting ready to make the regulations for the USGA because next year the U.S. Open's actually going to be coming here. So, yeah, it's a very tough track. It's got the pedigree of a major. That's why next year it'll be hosting the U.S. Open. And, uh, yeah, you see a lot of the bigger names usually at the top of the leaderboard. So, But as far as weather, what we're looking at this week, we got – it's going to be nice weather once again. Uh, Six-mile-an-hour winds only on average. So they're not much of a factor. Uh, it's going to be sunny every day 
and around 60 degrees and very little chance of rain. So, but like I said, you know, it's a very tough track. The scores will definitely be lower than uh, fairways are tighter. Uh, obviously, longest course on tour, like I said. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. But uh, as far as that, Nick, I'll let you uh, – any key stats that you like uh, this week? Oh, yeah, I got a lot of key stats. So, basically, I just – I watched some old highlights of the course, and these greens are slick. So, it reminded me just like Augusta National. So, if you can just picture anybody who's a damn good putter who's going to roll them in, then that's going to be key. Um other than that, sand safe percentage. You mentioned that they added a lot of bunkers, and basically every single green there's it's it's covered in bunkers around it. So, you know, everybody's going to end up in the bunkers at least a couple times every single round. So you're going to have to be able to get up and down. So definitely look at sand safe percentage as well as scrambling because you know you could find a patch of grass around the green. Um, driving distance. I mean. I mean, do I need to be any more obvious with that one? It's 7,700 yards. If you're a short knocker, it's just not going to be your week. And then similar to driving distance, you got strokes gain, tee to green. And then just some, some key yardages is three of the four par threes on the south course are between like 200 and 225 yards. So I looked at par three scoring from that distance. And, uh, yeah, that does it for me. All right, sweet. Uh, as, as far as my stats, I like, well, first off, the, the south course, they'll be playing that three out of the four rounds. Uh, and obviously this week it won't be a three-round cut. It's only going to be after a uh, 36-hole cut. So they're on Poana Green. So if you can find anyone, like you were saying about putting, anyone that's a master at Poana, that's what they got on the south course this week. As far as other stats, strokes gain off the tee, of course, obvious, uh, obviously the longest course on tour. Um, and then driving accuracy, I still think will be important because these roughs, like last week, how they were less penal this week, roughs are much tougher. You got bunkers all over the place. So I think just whoever's hot with their irons and, you know, keeping it in the fairway is going to set up well so you can, you know, have your opportunities to get those birdies. Uh, I also like birdie or better percentage on par fives because I think that's where the scoring is going to come. Because like you mentioned, par threes, you got some long par threes, some long par fours. So, you know, par is going to be a good score on a lot of those holes. It's going to be very tough to – so the birdies are going to come on the par fives. But still, the par fives, you got some over 600 yards here. You know, and even if they're not, they're close to 600. So, like you said, you know, bombers definitely have an advantage. But I think accuracy and whoever's hot with their irons is going to be the biggest – thing for me so I like stroke gain and approach as well um I also looked at <coughs> tee to green as well because I think overall whoever if you have your overall game going right now in good form that's going to be key this week as well on this very tough track um and then I also looked at uh par four and par five efficiency scoring once again but between the yards of about because most par fours range from 450 to 500 yards and then par five, eventually scoring from 550 to 600 yards. Then I also agree with you on the sand safe percentage. I think that'll be scrambling. That'll be definitely important. So as far as that, uh, that's all we got. So 
Yeah, let's get into it now. Um, so I'll let you start off, Nick. Uh, who's your favorite plays, um, 10K and above this week? Okay, so first thing, let's just recap the winning scores. So the winning scores the last three years were minus 21, minus 10, and minus 13. And then the cut score was minus 3, minus 1, and even par. And I noticed a very strong correlation between the greater the winning score, so the the further you are under par, the more the cream rises to the top. And this week, Vegas is probably going to forecast 15 under par to be the winner. So, you know, it's going to be unlikely that you're going to find a diamond in the rough, cheap guy that can get at the top. But anyways, for these 10K and above, um, I'm just going to start off with my fade. I'm going to do it a little bit more unorthodox. My fade is Tiger Woods. And how can you not like rooting for Tiger Woods, the roar of the crowd? But if it's not 80 and sunny, he does not play well. You know, he's got a bad back. It's going to get stiff. It's cold. He's not going to be able to be as loose off the tee, and he might leak some to the right, out of bounds. He loses a shot here and there. And I don't think Tiger makes the cut this week. That's my bold prediction. So definitely fade Tiger Woods. But getting to the plays that I like is, I mean, how can you not like John Rahm? He's the rising star of the PGA Tour. He's a former champion here in 2017, and he had a T5 last year. So John Rahm's definitely my favorite play. And then um, Justin Rose, too. He's the defending champion, and he's just got the all-around game that it takes to win at Torrey. So those are my two plays. All right. For me, it's uh, very tough to really um, – because, honestly, my approach this week, I might be playing pretty much all these guys. Uh, but I agree with you on Tiger, actually. I he probably – if I had to pick a fade, it probably would be him because, you know, this weather, it's only going to be like 60 degrees. And he just hasn't played, uh, you know, in a while either. So – because – you know, Rom has actually played a little more recently, and obviously he's a defending champ as long alongside Justin Rose. Um, so yeah, as far as my, you know, you gotta these are just studs though. Like you know, I'm gonna be playing some Rory. You just have to. Uh, John mm-hmm. Rom though, I like him a lot as well. At eleven thousand three hundred price, I mean, they're all up here. Uh, Justin Rose at ten thousand three hundred. And, you know, probably play some Xander, too. I mean, you know, I think the cream will rise to the top. All these guys, the last few years, all these, you know, at the top of the leaderboard, all these top guys are up there. So, agree with you on that. I just, uh, yeah, I like all these guys, basically. But, yeah, you know, Tiger, I'm not sure if he's going to make any of my teams. But I think the rest of these four will. So, they're just all studs, you know. So, just honestly, you guys, go with your gut. Who do you think is going to? You know, if you're making a bunch of teams, I'd probably recommend playing all of them. And just obviously when we get down to the lower ranges, that's where it's going to be, you know, that's where it's going to come crucial because you got to find those cheaper guys that are going to just make the cut because that's all you're asking this week. Um, Yeah, that's all I got for the 10K, you know, because all these guys basically check all the boxes, can all bomb it down. It just depends on who comes to play and stuff. So we'll move on. so, 9K and above range, who are you liking at Torrey Pines this week in that range? I am 
definitely liking me some Hideki. He's made the cut here the last three years in a row. Last year he had a T3 and in 2018 a T12. So Hideki's definitely checking the boxes in, in the recent form category because last two weeks ago at the Sony he got T12. So his game's in good form and, you know, he can go low, he can smash it, he can do it all. So I really like Hideki at 9-9. And then um, I think this guy might be a little bit overpriced, but, I mean, shit, maybe maybe I'm just underrating him, and I still like him as Gary Woodland at 9,500. I mean, just look, if you click on his game log, I mean, he's got T7 at the Tournament of Champions and T7 at the Hero World Challenge. And granted, those are only 30-man fields or so, but it's 30 of the best golfers in the world, so. I think Gary Woodland will have a nice week. And another guy, which if, if you're not playing this guy at this point in the season, I mean, you just deserve to lose your money, is uh, Sung J.M. I mean, this guy's just incredible. He got T10 last week, T21 at the Sony Open. And and uh, the one year that he played here, which was last year, he did quite well, so Sung J.M., I mean, he's definitely a must-play. And then maybe if you want to throw a dart at Jason Day at 9,000, I mean, he does have quite good history here. He's gotten in the top five two of the last three years, and two years ago he got first place here. But then my fade for this play is going to have to be Ricky Fowler. I know he's sponsored by Farmers Insurance. You know, you see him on the commercial. But, Ricky, if you look, two of the last three years, he has missed the cut here. So there's something about Torrey Pines that he just can't figure out, and I don't think this is the year that he does figure it out. So I'm going to be fading Ricky, and then probably I'll also fade Patrick Reed at 9,200. He just did so shitty at the Sony, and his game looks to be in shambles. But, yeah, my plays and my fades. All right, yeah, I'm pretty much in full agreement with you. I uh, have my fate. I got Fowler clearly as my fate in this range. Uh, like you said, last two out of the last three years, missed cut here, and then the one year he did make the cut, he finished T60. So, obviously, he just can't figure it out here. And, uh, yeah, he's just easily my fate, especially after having a good week last week at the American Express, T10 there. So, he just, yeah, he's easily my fate. Uh, as far as the other – uh, players in this range, yeah, I got to agree with you. I love Gary Woodland this week. Checks all the boxes. The guy's in great form. He just – he can play with the best of them. And so, you know, he could easily win this thing this week for sure. Um, and surprisingly, he not only does he bomb it, he also is one of the top guys in driving accuracy too. So I like that a lot. And the rest of his game, you know. The one thing that lets him down sometimes is putter, but everyone keeps saying that. But you know what? He's he's getting better at it. So, and I think uh, you know if he plays well everywhere else, I think he'll get his putter going enough to stay right up there. Um, you know, my I agree with you too, Reed. I'm probably not going to have any of Patrick Reed as well. Uh, you know, yeah, he's just kind of. I mean, he has a decent history here, but a lot of these top guys do. Um, but, uh, yeah, Patrick at 9,200 and Fowler at 9,700 are my phase as well in this range. Uh, I have no problem with Jason Day. You know, he hasn't played in a while. Um, 
obviously he's he's a past winner here and has a great history um and he checks a lot of the boxes so he definitely he probably will be lower on maybe uh because he hasn't played so t you know t5 last year and the year before he won so you know but i think his ownership because i think everyone's going to go to sung jm just because he's been playing just phenomenal golf every single week I mean, he's just he's definitely the cash play because he'll be probably the highest owned guy in this range. Uh, you know, Hideki's ownership, I like him as well. I'm not sure he checks a lot of the boxes because his he can be the top guy in irons. I mean, his irons can get this high; he can just dial it right in. You know, so I definitely like him as well. Um, other than that, I mean, yeah, I guess the only other guy I didn't talk about in this range, Tony Finau. You know. He might make a lineup or two. Not in love with him this week. I might actually end up not even playing him at all, even though, you know, it sets up pretty well for him. But I just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not in love with him either. So even though he also, like I said, all these guys have great finishes here, you know, in the last few years. So don't really have uh, any problem with any of them. But, yeah, if I was definitely though Fowler and Reed are my faves as well. So we'll move on. Uh who do you like in the 8K range this week and above? So, quick thing to add is Jordan Spieth has an out next to his name right now, but I'm pretty sure he is playing. If you click on it, it says Spieth has withdrawn from the upcoming Sony Open. So, disregard that. We're going to assume that he is playing this week. But, yeah, in the 8K range, I really like Scotty Scheffler. I mean, <coughs> shit. I wasn't on him last week, but... Damn, I, I made a mistake there, and I'm definitely not going to make the same mistake twice. So, Scotty Scheffler will be on my lineups. Um, Cam Smith, he's coming off a win a couple weeks ago. He didn't play last week, so he's probably just celebrating a little bit, and I think he's going to come in in good form again. He's 8,700. Um, going down a little bit, I really like another past winner here in 2016, 8,400, Brant Snedeker. One of the best putters on tour always, and he's a great bunker player. Uh, he's not the longest guy, but he holds his own and good wedge player. You know, you're going to have a lot of a lot of layups on par fives. You know, a lot of these guys aren't going to be able to reach 600 yards in two, especially if the wind's into them a little bit. So they're probably going to give themselves a good number, you know, 100 yards. And I feel like Sneds is good at those shots. And then – See, I kind of like Mark Leishman. He's not my favorite play, but I guess he's okay. 83 here all of the last three years. He's got T43, T8, and the T20, so he's pretty solid. Probably won't win the thing, but he'll pay his way. And then my fades are definitely Billy Horschel. I mean, he just played horrible last week, too. He was one of the most expensive guys, and he missed the cut. Um, so, yeah, that's probably an obvious fade. And then I also kind of don't really like Matt Wolf at 8,200. And he was doing all right for most of the tournament, but then he really choked on the weekend. So if he chokes in that little rinky-dinker of a field, how's he going to be able to handle the pressure of all the big boys this week? And then Jordan Spieth. He's 800. <clears throat> I recommend going all in on him or all out. 
on him. So definitely sprinkle him in on a few lineups, but don't play him in cash. It just doesn't make sense because we all know the guy could win the thing or he could, you know, his driver could just be shank after shank and he just plays terrible. So definitely, you know, if you're playing a bunch of lineups, put him on 10, 20%, but really no more or less than that. All right. Uh, as far as my plays here in the 8K range, some agreements with you, some disagreements. Um, yeah, I love Cam Smith as well. Obviously, two weeks ago, got the win at the Sony, took a week off. Now he'll probably come right back. And, uh, yeah, I think T9 last year in 2019, he's $8,700. Yeah, I think he'll be right up there at the top. He just checks all the boxes for me. Got to like him. Uh, as far as, I mean, I don't love this range that much. I agree with you with Jordan. I'm going to have some ownership of Jordan because uh, if he can just figure out that driver, he can have a bounce back year for sure. Um, he also has decent history here. Uh, you know, this will be his debut, I believe, but Colin Morikawa at 8,900, I don't love him because it seems like when people make their debut at this course, they have struggled in the past. And he's been so solid, though. I mean, you know, I'm not sure what his ownership will be right now. Uh, I'm guessing it'll be – because I might honestly fade him completely, uh, but I'm not sure yet. Um, but I kind of like him. Uh, but my I'll get into my fades because I just don't really like this range. I'm probably not going to have really anyone in this range on my lineups, but when I'm looking at it here is, uh, I mean, I go with this guy every week, but once again, Joaquin Neiman, you know, I'm going to fade him. T72 last year, barely made the cut. And just his form, he's just not – he's just, you know, back and forth. Like, he has some good finishes, and then he's just too volatile. It's just not worth it at 8600 when you can pay 100 more for Smith or 200 more for Scheffler, which that guy just continues. You know, he came out of nowhere kind of, but all of a sudden he is just every week right now just playing great golf and competing with the best of them, and I don't see why he can't do it again this week. Um you know, I got to say, though, I like Ryan Palmer at 8000 a little bit. He might make a few lineups. Uh, you know, he has solid history here as well. Uh, T13 last year, and I believe the year before he made the cut as well. So the guy, you know, decent history here too, and he checks the boxes. He's one of the top in driving accuracy. You know, he's a good par five scorer. So, you know, I don't see why he can't, you know, do well this week again he's in good form but yeah other fades I, I agree with you as well I I don't like Matt Wolf at all I mean last year I don't even think he participated but the year before T62 um yeah the guy same thing where these new young guns they just you know it takes them a while to figure out the, this course very tough track so once again I just don't and Matt Wolf seems to – he had a lot of ownership last week too. I think he'll probably stay that way because he checks boxes. You know, it could set up well for him, but I just think he's an easy fade too probably. Billy Horschel, same thing. You know, finished eighth last year. He has a pretty good history here as well, but right now he's just – his form's not there at all. Um, 
So, yeah, I just can't play him. I could rather pay down for Palmer or pay up for Sneds, uh, you know. So, other than that, uh, you know, Leishman's fine. Decent history here. T43 last year at 8,300. So, you know, like I said, don't love this range a whole lot. So, I like the next range we're going to talk about. I'd probably like more. So, we'll get into that. So, uh, Nick, uh, 7K and above range. Who are you liking this week? Okay. So, the the two guys at 7,900, Molinari and Griffin, are polar opposites for me. I'm completely fading Molinari, and I'm going to go all in on Lonto Griffin. And the reasons being is that Lonto Griffin, while he's only played here one of the last three years, he he didn't play in 2019 or 2017, but he did play in 2018, and he got a T12. So, you know, that's pretty impressive because he's kind of an up-and-comer. So even back then when nobody really knew who he was, I guess he liked the course. But he just – he checks all the boxes. For example, he's – Ranked number 40 on tour in strokes gained tee to green. He's ranked 40 in driving distance. So, you know, 40, you know, there's probably about 200-some guys on tour. So, he's in the top 20%. Uh, he's got – he's ranked 37 in sand save percentage. He's ranked ninth in scrambling, 13th in 200 to 225-yard par threes. And he's just – he's checking all the boxes. Don't overthink this one. Just, just play him. And then Francesco Molinari – just ever since his blow-up uh, number, what is it, 12 at Augusta when he hit it in the water, he hasn't been the same, and he's definitely not going to get it back this week. He missed the cut at just a horrible field last week. I mean, look at Andrew Landry won the thing, quarter of a percent owned, 6,500. So don't play Francesco, <coughs> but definitely play Lonto Griffin. Um, other than that, I like Cameron Champ. He's risky, but... I like him. He missed the cut here last year, but I feel like his game has improved a lot from last year. So take that missed cut with a grain of salt a little bit. But everybody knows, you know, Cameron Champ, he bombs it farther than anybody. So you know what you're getting with him. Um, then I also like at 7,400, Harris English. He was definitely hyped up last week, and he, he lived up to it. You know, he got T48. And maybe maybe he didn't quite live up to it, but he still did okay. And then he missed the cut here last year also, but the two years before that, he did really good. He got eighth place in 2018 and 14th in 2017. And he also checks the boxes. He's ranked 16th and strokes gained tee to green. And he's, you know, he's pretty solid 25th and scrambling. And he's just playing really well too. I mean, look at his, look at his recent events. He's gotten, couple top fives in there and how can you not like him and then another play that i like going a little bit cheaper is uh 7200 and this guy just always seems to do it is rory sabatini i mean i don't know how he doesn't check any of the boxes on the stats i mean literally he's ranked probably at least 150th or worse on tour in most of the stats that I've said, but he's made the cut here the last three years. He's gotten 70th, 20th, and 14th, and he just consistently makes cuts on tour. I mean, I don't remember the last time he missed the cut. He made it at American Express. He made it at the Sony. He made it at 
and these other tournaments in November. I guess if you look way back, he missed it at Shriners Hospital in October. So, yeah, how can you not like Sabatini? And then a fade that I have is going to be – I'm going back to the well, just like I said last week. And, Joe, you and I were both spot on it, is uh, Phil Mickelson, 7,500. Phil, I mean, it's getting about time for him. He's almost 50 years old. Uh, his driver is just it's, – it's just as bad as Jordan Spieth's and – He's not going to find many fairways, and I don't know if Phil can keep making his same great escapes that he's been known for, so I'm not going to be playing any Phil Mickelson this week. But, yep, those are my picks. All right. Yeah, I got some agreement with you, but I'll get into mine. So, uh, yeah, my favorite play, yeah, don't think about this too hard, guys. Lonto Griffin at 7,900. I'll be plugging him in most lineups, so. Very confident in him this week. Um, like you said, in 2018, T12. Um, just checks all the boxes for me. Just really everything. I mean, like you mentioned as well, you know, top 40 on tour and, like, all the stats. So he's just playing great golf right now. Excellent form. You know, finished seventh at the Sony Open and then 13th Century Tournament Champions. I mean, yeah, it's a smaller field, but still. Uh, he just keeps making the cuts. And then in the fall last year, you know, he had a lot of great finishes. So, uh, yeah, um, I also agree with you on Champ, 7,800. He's definitely risky, but like you mentioned as well, his game has come a long way since last year. So I like him. He'll be in, making some teams. Um, you know, I keep playing this guy. But he just, if you want a guy that's going to probably make the cut and, you know, finish T30 or whatever, Russell Knox, once again, uh, you know, I don't have a problem with him. He's not my favorite play at all in this range. But, you know, he's made the cut here, T43 last year. So he just, the last few years, he keeps making the cut. So he's playing good golf right now. But my favorite plays actually in this range, other than Lonto Griffin, going cheaper. Uh, I like Matt Jones quite a bit at 7,300. Uh, T13 last year. And the guy just, he's been playing. He has a great history at this course, and he checks the boxes for me. The guy can hit it a long way. Um, you know, and I just, he'll be making some teams for sure for me. Um and then I also like Keegan Bradley, uh, T35 last year and T5 the year before that at 7,300 as well. I like, I like him quite a bit. Finished 12 at the Sony Open, you know, decent form. That's a good finish for him recently. So, like I said, great history here. And, uh, yeah, he checks the box for me as well. So I'll be playing some of him. We'll be making some teams for sure. Uh, I don't have a problem with Taylor Gooch. I like him quite a bit. 17th last week and the week before that, 60 uh, made another cut T63. So, and he also has a good history here as well. Um, you know, he finished third place last year at this tournament, so he can play with these, you know, these tough fields. He can still, you know, play well. And then, yeah, I don't know why his price is this low. Like you say, maybe it's because he. Just not a good course for him, but Sabatini, 7,200, you know, why not? 
you know, go back to him. That's a cheap price for him. I think he should be more than that. Uh, the guy just continues to make the cut. You know, he's revived his golf game these last few years. So, you know, can't go wrong with him. Uh, as far as that, my only other guy I probably will have in my lineups. Um, but I'll tell you what, though, Brennan Steele, you know, you think he had another good finish. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm i not sure, though. I probably, I probably won't play any of them. I think he's due to have a bad week. He'll probably miss the cut. Um, but yeah, my only other play I like a little bit is I'm going to go back to him again. Pat Perez at 7,000, you know, the guy, he barely kept his tour card last year, but I think that's given him, you know, he wants to keep it. So he, uh, I think he's going to come out really trying to play well and finish well this year. And his first tournament of the year at Sony open made the cut T45, so I don't see why not. And he has an all right history here. So, uh, yeah, I don't have a problem with him. I like him a little bit. Um, and other than that, I got a lot of dart throws in the next range. So we'll get on. But I, as far as my fades, basically anyone I mentioned, I'm probably not going to play at all. Uh, but one specific one is, yeah, Ben, ben on for me. Even though this is a cheap price for him. But he just, after a great start at American Express, you know, half, he just blew up after that and just in a shitty field. He just still missed the cut. So he can be wild off the tee. So I just, yeah, this is not not the greatest history here at all. So he's an easy fade for me at that price when I can pay 100 more for Champ or for Lonto, a couple or not, you know, drop down to Knox, like you can bring all these guys. So same thing, Phil and Bubba fading them too you know i just don't same thing just wild off the tee just can't trust them um other than that you know that's about it for this range uh probably won't play any coke rack either he let me down last week sure enough it's because the he's got to shake off the rust and he had such a great year last year but maybe he'll this year will be you know he might he probably won't be able to live up to that again. So, as far as that, I don't know. It says he's out like Jordan Speed, but Joel Damon, I don't have a problem with him if he plays. You know, good history here. T9 last year. Uh, and I got to mention Bud Cauley at 7,600. Finished fourth last year and then – or, I mean, last tournament. And then last year, T13 here. So, I don't have a problem with him, you know. He was actually in the winning lineup for the 100K last week, so maybe he'll do it again. Um, other than that, everyone else I didn't mention, they're just all fades. A lot of these guys either are wild off the tee or they're short knockers or their form's not there. So, yeah, just I'll be fading the rest of them in that range. So we'll move on to the final range here, 6K plus range. Nick, who's, who are you liking this week? You're going to throw some darts on and stuff like that. So. Yeah, so nobody's definitely a lock for me, but for a couple dart throws, um, just kind of an anecdotal observation I've made was when a cheaper guy, you know, not as great of a golfer, plays well, just kind of out of the blue, then the next week they usually play pretty well again. And that was that was um, true with Ted Potter and Tim Wilkinson. So 
if you ask yourself, well, who played good last week? That's, you know, kind of a no-namer. But I also I should also mention that they usually don't play well for three weeks in a row. So I don't want to play Ted Potter and Tim Wilkinson. But the guys that played good last week were Sepp Straka, 6,900. He got, let's see, he got fourth place last week. So hopefully he can carry that form into this week. And then Grayson Murray, 6,800. He got 10th place last week. And I looked into their stats, and um, Murray's a bomber, basically, just long off the tee, and he's pretty good with a long iron. And then Straka, I mean, the stats really don't back him up, but I guess he, I guess he was hitting it good last week. And then another play that I like is a guy who's made the cut here all of the last three years, 6,700 CT Pan. Um. His finishes have been T66 last year, then T35 and T2. So he almost won it a couple of years ago. So I think he's worth a lineup. Then another guy who has been just playing really good golf, 6,500, DJ Trahan. I mean, he's making the cuts. So in the field like this where, where you're probably going to want the top guys because it's not going to be like last week where – you know, a no-namer wins it. It's going to be the cream. So you're going to need some cheap plays that all all their job is to make the cut. So give Trahan a shot. And then let's see. Is Kevin Tway playing this yeah, week? Let me search him. Yeah, he is. 6,700. There he is. So Kevin Tway, he's made the cut here all the last three years. Pretty solid, too. T43, T35, and T41, I guess. I guess he likes Tory. Um, Kevin Tway, he's a bomber, and he's a pretty good wedge player from short. Otherwise, his his mid to long irons are pretty trash. So, I mean, if if you want to play him on a lineup, put him in. And then, let's see. There's one more guy that I like. I don't know if I missed him from the last range. Yeah, I did. Um. Emilio Grillo, he's 7,800. I forgot to mention him. He's done well here. He's gotten a T52, a T12, and a T33. But, yeah, and then my fades is, like, my fades as in don't even consider these guys is um, basically, like, just, just all the old guys that just they don't have the length anymore. So Steve Stricker, Stuart Sink. Charlie Hoffman, you know, Bill Haas, anybody that's over 40, they just don't have the power to work their way around this mammoth of a course. So, yeah, those are my picks for these dart throws. All right. Uh, Yeah, so as far as mine, um, I have a lot of guys, actually, you didn't mention that I'm going to probably – they're going to be making some of my teams. Um, So, first off, we'll start at the top here at the range. Um, You know – Bo Hostler, you know, I'll take a chance on him, maybe on a lineup or two. Because, all, like you said, all you want these guys to do is make the cut. Last year, T57 here. So, uh, you know, I don't see why not. He can't make the cut again. You know, he had a bad week last week at the American Express, though. So, he'll definitely make his ownership really low. He'll probably be. It's like you said, like Andrew Landry won last week. Well, you know, Bo Hostler. The guy can hit it a long way. Um, he'll probably be under 
2% owned. So in his odds on an outright pick, I might just throw a couple dollars, 200 to one. I mean, take a shot at him. Why not? Like, you know, he sets up well for this course. So, uh, you know, I like him a little bit. Uh, moving down here, just uh, well, the same price. Sung Kang at sixty eight hundred. Um, you know, T twenty last year. Um, then in the Sony, you know, finished sixty century T twenty. You know, and before that, like in the fall. He had a lot of good finishes leading up to this year. So, you know, I don't have a problem with him either. Uh, he'll probably make a team. Kevin Tway, same thing. The guy can hit a long way. Like you mentioned, you know, three made cuts in a row here. Pretty solid finishes. I don't have a problem with him. Um, but another guy I like quite a bit, actually, Luke Liss, 6,700. The guy can rip it. You know, last week. Didn't do play well last week, but this is the kind of course where he shines, you know, at these tough courses like this that are long because the guy can absolutely bomb it. T forty and T twelve the last two years, so obviously he likes Tory. You know, he's only sixty seven hundred, so you know, shout out to Pat Mayo, but he always talks up this guy, and I'm sure he'll be talking him up this week. But I actually agree with him. I like Luke List this week. Why not? Um. You know, and then also go back to him again, uh, Maverick McNeely. You know, he didn't play last year, but the year before, T29 here. And the guys has exceptional form lately. He finished 37th last week at the American Express. You know, and he he's actually checking a lot of the boxes on, you know, on these stats as far as, you know, uh, ball striking, par 5 birdie percentage, and then the efficiency scoring stats I was looking at. And approach, he's just, you know, he's right up there. So, I don't have a problem with him at 6,600. Uh, also, throwing a dart on Max Hammett. Uh, uh, T35 last year, uh, 6,500. And right now, you know, it's pretty solid form for him. Uh, last week, finished T48. So, you know, I like him a little bit. Um and then other than that, you know, that's basically about it. Uh, Chase Cypher, can't ignore this guy's form right now, though. Pretty solid. So uh, T21 last week, T38 the week before that, and then in the fall, some decent finishes. So if you want to throw a shot on him, I don't blame you, 6,400. But then other than that, you know, this guy I'm actually might be taking a lot of chances on. Hank Le- uh, Leviota. Um, T29 last year and then last week at the American Express finished 17th place the guy can bomb it so why not go with Hank this week I like him quite a bit I'll be taking he'll be making some teams for sure and he's very cheap so why not uh, you know decent history here other than that yeah, I agree with you. All the older guys, just fade them. This is the longest course on tour. I mean, if they don't play perfect golf, they're not even going to make the cut. I mean, they just, they just, you know, very most of them will miss the cut for sure, if not all of them. So I'll be fading all of them. And then anyone else I didn't mention, I just, you know, I'm okay with Pan as well. I know you mentioned him. Uh, good history here, uh, so why not? But uh, I almost played this guy last week, but I just didn't. Adam, uh, 
Shahank or whatever at uh, 6,800. Don't have a problem with him. You know, I played Varner last week, but he's missed the cut here. The last, I'm not playing him this week at all. Don't even – he's probably going to miss the cut again. So, that was a mistake by me. 60, especially his price, top, top of the range. <laughs> I'd rather play Hank Le- Lebiota way cheaper. So, but yeah, that does it for me uh, as far as my pick. Everyone else, I'm just going to not – you know, only the guys I mentioned, they'll be making my teams if I have to uh, pay down here. But the rest of these guys I'll be fading. So, you know, just very – like this, this – if you look at the leaderboard history here, you know, a lot of these guys miss the cut. You don't see – it's not like the last few weeks where you see, you know, anyone can win. This week it's – you know, one of the top dogs are going to win. And then, you know, like you – there will be a few guys down here that make the cut, and that's just all you got to figure out. That's what's going to be in the winning lineup. So – as far as that, we'll end quick to uh, to close us out here. If you're going to bet on any outright picks, uh, do you like anyone outright this week that's maybe not one of the big names at the top? I'll let you go first, Nick. Yeah, so for outright, uh, it's definitely not my specialty, but I kind of like uh, – let's see. Let me just scroll through these odds real quick. I'm definitely going to want a bomber just because they have such win equity. I mean, I, if, if I were betting outright though, I, I would definitely be taking John Rahm. He, he's definitely my play, but that that's an obvious pick. I'm not seeing the outrights on Bovada. Do they have them up yet? Uh, they do on some other sites, but. Okay, here they are. Okay, so just at first glance, hmm, I, I like Harris English at a hundred to one. Uh, I like Cameron Champ at eighty to one. I like Jordan Spieth at fifty to one. I like Snedeker at fifty to one. I like Denny McCarthy at one hundred and twenty-five to one. Yeah, I guess guess those would be my go-to plays. I also like Justin Rose at eighteen to one. I feel like that's a bargain. All right, yeah. Um, as far as my plays, you know, I agree with you. If I'm gonna bet on a top dog, it's probably gonna be Rom or Rose. Uh, you know, so which I may or may not not sure yet. Um, but I'm gonna probably throw a few bucks on these guys. Uh, you know. They're long shots, but they could do it. Bo Hassa, like I mentioned earlier, 200 to 1. I mean, why not? Throw five bucks, you win a grand. So, Matt Jones, 150 to 1. I like him this week. Good history. I mean, that's, you know, that's steep odds. So, you know, why not? He actually, believe it or not, a lot of these tougher courses, he plays well. So, I'm not surprised. Good history. So, I like him a little bit, you know. And then Lonto Griffin, 80 to 1. You know, he hasn't won on tour in a while, in a few years, but he could do it again. And, you know, steep eyes once again. He's playing great golf. Why not? So, other than that, though, that's about it. Um, so, we'll get in just, you know, last but not least, any, any final thoughts, which for me, uh, I got to mention, you know, if they have it up this week, first-round leader, you know, I'm going to – if it's up, I'm going to be betting some guys on that. And I'll just say, whoever's playing the north course – in the first round, you want to, you want to, it's much easier. So 
you want to uh, throw your money on some guys playing the North course. And then I do got to mention too, just like last year, if you look, Justin Rose was the first round leader last year, I believe, because he played on the North course and shot eight under or something. So once again, I think whoever, you know, whoever has a really good score like that at North course, it's going to be key. I do think the guys that play the North course first have an advantage because it gives them confidence and they can, you know, they got that lead. Um, but I do actually agree, though, if someone has a good score at the South course and then they get to play the North, that basically whoever has – whoever the top guys on uh, the first two rounds, um, you know, whoever uh, has a great score at the North course, it's really going to elevate them to, you know, be up there right for the weekend and probably continue to play well and stay up there. So other than that, you got any other final thoughts before we close things out here, Nick? Yeah, I'm just – Super, super happy that golf is returning to the prime time. You know, we're going to have Jim Nance with his classic phrases, hello, friends, and his partner, Sir Nick Faldo, you know, so he's ditching Tony Romo for the dust. You know, I'm sure Tony will be working on his game to get ready for Pebble for the Pro-Am in a couple weeks. But, yeah, super happy to have Jim Nance and Nick Faldo back on the mic and prime time television, so the whole world will be watching. No football this weekend, so that'll be exciting. Um, yeah, I, I really am confident this week, even though last week I did lay a goose egg, but I really feel like, you know, I, I could have a big week this week, and I definitely expect a profit. You know, if, basically you're probably going to have to have the, the trifecta this week, assuming that, you know, it's not like all the top guys that you, where you just couldn't afford it. So yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna say it right now. I'm I'm calling for a, at least a, three x week for me. So I'm spending a hundred bucks. So I I bet you that I get uh, four hundred on return. So three hundred profit. So I'm making a bold prediction for myself right there, putting the pressure on. All right. But yeah. All right. Well, that does it for the No BS DFS podcast for Nick and myself. Just remember, guys, work for show, play DFS for dough. We'll see you next time, next week. At the.